Hello, welcome to the Two Fat Brokers podcast. I'm uh, Ben Crompton from the Abu Dhabi branch of Crompton Partners Real Estate. This is Barney Crompton from the Dubai branch of Crompton Saltini Real Estate. Yes, yes. We have rebranded. The rebrand. And today we're going to talk uh, a little bit about something that's been in the news recently, which is a, uh, so a heated discussion between two um, developers regarding the off plan market. So we want to talk about what they were talking about, their concerns, um, and what buyers look for in terms of off plan and why developers are so keen on off plan, really, uh, to the extent that. Um, some people in the Dubai and Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi markets are complaining that there is uh, too much off plan. So, uh, just uh, to talk about the reason why we're talking about this, so in the news recently, the head of one developer um, mentioned that another developer was basically launching far too much uh, stock into the market and it was damaging the market. Now, as a result of of that, the, the developer he was complaining about came back and said, no, actually, you know, we're fine, we've got a good reputation, we can continue to, to, to launch this and, and, and it's good for the market. And in amongst all of this, Dubai has launched the Higher Committee of Real Estate. Now, Barney, what, what's the Higher Committee of Real Estate um, and what's it gonna do? Uh, I think it's gonna have a, a few different uh, guises, but predominantly the one that's been in the press is that the higher committee will be responsible for maintaining a higher level of diversity in new projects that are launched. So you don't get quite so many off-the-shelf cookie-cutter buildings being built. It will mean that Dubai is a more interesting and varied place to live, um, and also various different price points are catered for uh, for, for you know different level income. That's gonna, the that's the cut. It can only be a positive thing. I mean, it, we we talk often enough about the fact that. Everyone wants to launch luxury this and luxury that. There's obviously to the point where it's diluted the meaning of luxury. Yeah, there's obviously price points in the market that, that are that are still not being served despite the you know, cheaper products coming out at the moment. Well, I, I mean, I, I would probably disagree in as much as that. The, there's always a flight to quality in in terms of uh, whatever the market's doing, especially now where we're in a bit of a softer market. You find that that the quality of the product is the thing that 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 defines the, the the selling price so obviously people are going to pay more for better quality even if it's in a very similar location so you'll find that the lower price points are being catered for just purely and simply by the buildings that are less uh are built less well or well, older buildings i suppose older buildings. In, in in areas that become unfashionable i guess price decreases i think their their main their main drive is to obviously because you, you know, Dubai is a, is a fantastic city of um, of amazing skyscrapers, but what you're, tr- you're and, and there are real sort of landmarks in those amazing skyscrapers. But then, if you look behind them, there are hundreds and hundreds of buildings that are off the peg almost. There's not really a huge amount of diversity in terms of what they offer. Um, you know, forty to eighty stories, couple of swimming pools, couple of gyms, one, two, and three bedroom, and and a couple of penthouses, and that's it. You know, there's there's not a huge amount of diversity, which is a problem that you only get from a city mm. that is as uh, built up or as as populated in terms of uh, skyscrapers or, or high-rise buildings as Dubai. You won't have committees like this set up in other cities where the, the this issue is not faced by them. You know, London doesn't have a huge amount of high, of, of high-rise buildings, and those that are tend to be you know, converted old buildings or new buildings 
um, with a greater level of diversity. Okay, so you think that the way, the way Dubai has grown up has meant that people are just building these skyscrapers. Although we're seeing sort of more villa communities. There was a recent launch by Emar, I think it was V on the on the Alain Road. Yeah, that was a that was a villa community as well. Yeah. And particularly, I think in just in the in the shape of Dubai, you're actually able to build those villa communities a little bit further out and a little bit cheaper in Abu Dhabi because Abu Dhabi Island is sort of long and thin. Uh, we don't have as access to easy access to as much land. You have a lot more land. Um, your infrastructure is growing quite well. But I mean, you know, again, going back to these villa communities, I think there are quite a lot of villa communities which also feel a little bit cookie cuttered you know you drive down the street and one street could be exactly the same as the other so i would hope that the, the, the new governing bodies potentially can have a look at that and, and try and get a bit of greater diversity in the villa the villa development yeah okay all right so so, so, so that's that's diversity and we talk sort of generally about off-plan there is a reason why people are launching all these these off-plan projects um they're they're fantastic for developers with with good reputations because a developer can launch you know one of these great pro- projects and it can be pre-sold mm. you know in uh, in a couple of days amazing for the developer they've sold it already just on pure launch it's brilliant for their financing they know they can pay for it it's brilliant for the banks lending them the money because they know that's all secure it's brilliant for the contractors because they know that they're going to get paid um, so there, there's almost no downside to um, a developer launching. Also, it means they don't have to worry about what the market is gonna do in four years when it actually comes to market because they've sold it already and assuming they get the price that they want. Remember that it's sold in tranches. So you get a lot of these, yes, we're all sold out, tranche one, all sold out. And as you're finding now, tranche one is not necessarily a profit-making tranche, but it's great for branding as well because we've sold out. You know, And then when they do launch number two and three and four, there's less furore around it um, and everybody thinks, you know, okay, you know, this developer has, <clears throat> has done really well. So it's good for branding. I mean, yeah, but I think if the developer could sell out everything on the, in the first couple of days, I mean, we, we've seen this with a couple they of buildings would. in Abu Dhabi, you know, they would if they could get the price they wanted, but I think you're right. A lot of them go out the phase one, launches. they just want to get them a bunch of cash in, yeah. and then, then yeah, they've got four years to slowly time. sell the rest. Uh, four years being from launch to, yeah, yeah, to, to yeah. building it. So, so, so that's why so that's why off-plan is good for developers. Why, why is it good for, for, for buyers? We're seeing, well, the proof's in the pudding. I mean, there's, the, there is a still a huge faction of people who are buying off-plan. And, you know, we just had a discussion about it. You, the ability to be able to pick your own unit um, is a huge draw, you know, to be able to get in there early and cherry pick what you think for your needs is the absolute best unit you can get. Yeah, I mean, talking about people buying off plan, saw a report out recently where people are still buying more off plan than they are in the secondary market in Dubai. In Abu Dhabi, we don't have those figures, but you know, it's a it's a, it's a pretty startling figure given how, you know. How it's also price point again, which we discussed. You know, you, you if you buy in tranche one of a launch you are going to be underpaying what that property will be worth when it's finally handed over. So there is there is the price point. A lot of the market research that's been done in Dubai is, is, is on the value of the property transactions, each individual one. And it's something startling like 92% of all property transactions in Dubai are under 2 million dirhams. That's secondary and off-plan. Yeah, I mean, off-plan certainly seems to be these days pitched at a very attractive price point. 
I think, but I think with that, plan. yeah, with a payment plan, because I think, and, and the big difference between off plan and, and built, and, and we were talking about this earlier is, with off plan, you can't see what you're buying. No, right. There's no and, trust, and if and also, you can't move into it for obvious reasons. So off plan is probably bought more by investors. So investors want smaller units because, um, historically speaking, on a on a price per square foot basis, the smaller the unit, the better yield it gets. Correct. So you want smaller, cheaper units because that's what's attracting investors. It's difficult to sell off plan to end users because you want to see where you're going to be living. It's difficult to get that. That feeling, um, they don't have that 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 foresight into the market. You know, you, typically, if you decide, right, I want to live somewhere, I want to mm-hmm. buy somewhere, you want to move into it straight away. You don't go, okay, I want to, I'm going to want to live somewhere in four years' time. I'm going to buy something now and then take advantage of the payment plan. It just doesn't happen mm-hmm. that way. Yeah, unless you're super, super wealthy or well organized. <laughs> <laughs> so when someone is thinking about uh, moving in. They usually want to move, you know, straight in, and obviously, and as you said, not wait for four years. Mm. Uh, so, so the off-plan market tends to be for investors, and tends to be at that lower price point. And the payment plans. So the payment plans, payment plans work in the favour of the investor as well, because now there is this. I think it's the only place in in the world that does it in Dubai and, and Abu Dhabi, which is a post-payment, a post-handover payment plan. Mm. So now, for an investor's perspective, what they do is they lease it out. And they use the income from the from the lease to pay their following instalments. So therefore, really driving down the, the the ultimate purchase price of the house, which is which is very attractive to people, very attractive to investors. Mm. We'll actually do another podcast talking about payment plans because it can be quite quite confusing for people as to how they work. Uh, so right. So then to move on to the next section of this podcast. Um, so the developers are having a little bit of a, um, a, dis- a heated debate about um, the amount of stock that they're pushing onto the market. Now, there's a, there's a very good reason why it's difficult for developers to stop selling off plan even if they wanted to. And that is they're listed entities, they're listed on stock exchanges for the most part, the larger ones, and they have shareholders. And these shareholders want dividends and they want profits. Now, the problem with... Um, the problem with real estate companies is you only get profits once you sell one of your buildings or whatever. You, do, you don't make profits on a sort of a regular rolling basis the way most companies do. So uh, if, let's say, a listed company stopped selling off plan and they decided, okay, we're going to stop selling off plan completely, we're only going to sell uh, built a product, that means they probably wouldn't make any profit for three or four years. And I would kill the share price, the shareholders wouldn't be happy, uh, they need to find another way to generate revenue. Also, they'd have to then borrow money to pay their employees and things like that. So there's a, there's a, real, um, there's a real problem for listed developers. Once they've got into the whole off-plan market, it's incredibly difficult to then get out again um, because they just don't have the same cash flow that any normal company has because they're just basically building and selling an asset and the time taken to build this asset is four years. So it's, so it's quite enormous. And that's one of the reasons why um, you know, people are talking about the issues currently with supply and demand. Um, if you have a lot of developers who have to launch off plan, even if, let's say that, you know, and there's no suggestion this is happening, even if they're launching off plan you know, just to break even, just to generate cash flow, 
um, then what you end up doing is bringing properties to the market with and more than necessary that you need. Hmm. And there's a huge pressure on developers to continue to, to, to build and sell off plan. Which creates the dreaded oversupply, under demand, <clears throat> you know, ratio that, that, that property markets fear, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the situation in Dubai, and I think to a lesser extent in Abu Dhabi, but it's still there and it's talked about an enormous amount, is, is supply and demand. Now, I've, I've watched a few broker videos recently and they talk about the, the market nearing its bottom because people can't go any lower. You know, people ju- just, just can't sell any lower. That, you know, from an economics point of view, is, is probably a little bit far from the truth because um, if, you, if your property is empty and you'll only take 100 because you need that to pay off your mortgage and the market's at 90, you're just not going to rent it. You're going to need to take 90 and you're going to need to put money in. So, so I think when you talk just purely about, you know, the market getting so low, can't go any lower, I think you know that's probably not the case. The market can go. I think perhaps what they're talking about is where is selling uh, from a from a selling perspective. You know, people are getting to the stage where they their their original price is being reached by the market, and nobody really wants to take a haircut when they sell a house. You know, from a leasing perspective, we're in, again in a weird part of the world where very few people have mortgages. I, mean, you know, I don't know what the ratio is, but I'd probably say somewhere like 50-50. Um, it's a, it's a rough estimate on who has a mortgage and who actually owns their property outright. The reason I think what they're saying is that they can't go any lower is that they don't want to they don't want to make a loss on their property purchase. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I think that's true. No one wants to make a loss, um, but sometimes people have to. Yeah, look, if you're going to sell in a market like we're experiencing right now, you've got to you've got to be selling for a reason. You can't just be selling because you just don't want it anymore. It's just that's not that's not a smart play. Mm. And fundamentally, uh, the the weird shape of property markets is most people buy just before the crash. Yes. So a hell of a lot of people buy at the top of the market and they're only ever going to sell it at a loss unless they hold it all the way through the cycle up to the next one. Yeah. So you know the, the, the irony is most people buy before the crash um, and not at the bottom where, where you should buy, where everyone wants to buy. Everyone wants to buy at the bottom. In reality, everyone buys at the top. Um, what well, lots of people buy at the top, so you know there are people who will just have to take haircuts. It's it the is the old. What is the? Who were the, the incredibly successful property tycoons in the fifties in the US? What was what was their name? Yeah, you got me there. Yeah, not, property tycoons. They were they were American tycoons. They were they were businessmen. Nobody really knew where their 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 income came from. They were super secret. Anyway, their motto was only ever buy when there's blood in the streets. So their motto was always buy at the bottom of the market. When no one else is buying, you buy. Mm. That's that's how they made their money. And that is a that is a mantra that a lot of of, of real property investors, um, you know, they, they follow. And it's also why I think we see a lot of construction still happening now. In as much as that they believe that they're going to be selling, you know, that the, their properties, their developments will be handing over at the peak of the market. Um, and therefore, you in know, four years' time, you say. Four saying. years' time, when the market yeah. is, it, it has returned, so they think now is a great time to start building when costs are lower, um, and then when they hand over their their you know their their owners will have made more money. Mm. Yeah. So 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 to to go back to where to where we started this um, this conversation, we have meandered. Uh, 
that's the, uh, <laughs> that's the point. So go back to where we started this conversation is. So the developers who are selling off plan, particularly the listed developers, it's a little bit easier if you're a, if you're independently owned, will find it very difficult to stop bringing stock to the market. And I think that's one of the reasons why the government hasn't. I mean, it's you know, if you want your shareholders to be screaming in your ear. Um, but you know, to be honest, shareholders are uh, reasonably reasonable. But it would it would be difficult for their business models to suddenly say, okay, we're just not going to earn any money for the next four years. So, <clears throat> in lay terms, one developer is unhappy with the way another developer developers are treating the market in as much as they're flooding the market with new builds and new launches which is obviously driving down the prices yeah i mean flooding the market is you know obviously depending where you're sitting but obviously there's what 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 there is some kind of consensus now you know with with a lot of people in dubai you know the let you build it and there will come model yeah. you know is 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 not for not for the current cycle, and that we need to um, limit the number of launches. And there's some developers who are saying, "I'm limiting my launches." Him over there, he's still, you know, he's still launching, he's still selling. And so what's happened is, I've taken let's say a thousand units a year out of the market um, because because I and he's picking it up. You know, you know, the OPEC just recently um, agreed to remove five hundred thousand barrels out of the market. Um, it would be pretty annoying if Saudi said, "Okay, we're removing all our barrels," and then you know someone else uh, in in the OPEC said, "Great, we're going to pump all that extra into the market because what they're trying to do is they're trying to you know prop up the oil price." Yeah. So there's a similar kind of feeling here among developers in terms of there being honor among thieves, but thinking, "Okay, let's limit the number of launches." But as I said. It's very difficult for particularly the listed developers. So what can they do? That. You're saying that one is hamstrung by their 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 devotion to their their shareholders and their and the other is saying, well, we we don't have shareholders, so we can we're more agile in the market. What can this this developer or developers do? Well, the, can they well, do anything? Well, I mean, the the, the problem is um, costs for some developers are lower than others. And reputation for some developers is better than others. So developers with great reputation in terms of you know delivering quality product on time can continue to sell off plan yeah. and continue to launch. And developers who don't have that same reputation, when they launch, they struggle. They don't sell the same amount. But also the guys who have a lower cost base, let's say they acquired their land you know, for, for lower cost, or they've got a reputation of paying their contractors on time so they can really get great prices on, on in terms of build, build cost. And on top of that, they can sell out their products so they get better financing as well. Those guys can go in and offer much lower price points and much more attractive payment plans, and again, still sell while the other guys you know, struggle. So it's the guys who potentially land banked when land prices were very, very cheap a long, long time ago. Yeah, possibly gifted land as well. Um, uh, yeah, um, you know the landowner is a is either the owner of the uh, the company or or a large shareholder. Um, but fundamentally, what this is is you know it's um, it's super it's it's capitalism at work. Basically, some of, some developers are you know want to say you know would love to say altruistic and saying listen we need to you know balance the market by by bringing less to market. But it's probably a little bit of 
we can't sell at the same price these other guys can sell and we can't sell at the same volume. We, okay, so you've got the one developer who's making the the, 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 the claims against the other. Well, I mean, you know, what do you want to talk, talk, talk about specifically? Conversation specific, with yeah. the other. Um, mm. Do you think if they could be building now and uh, for the same kind of prices they would be? I mean, you know, wh where's the sense in that, you know? So when well, you look at someone like OPEC, they have a market understanding, a, a gentleman's agreement that they, yeah. that you know that they manage their oil prices the same. Would that be a good idea for for, for Dubai? Would that be fair on the consumer in Dubai? Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I don't know how legal it would be to be honest in the UAE for um, for people in the market to to coordinate their launches and coordinate their prices. Um, it's good for the consumer that prices are low. Yeah, because there is competition. It's the market. Yeah, it's it's, it's pure capitalism. It is a market. You got you got more more supply than demand, so prices go down. I mean, that's uh, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, I think uh, what what a lot of developers would like would be to have a you know a gentleman's agreement, you know, uh, honor among thieves to um, to to limit the supply and therefore bring everyone's prices up, but. If you're the developer who is, you know, able to still sell off plan, you, you'd be thinking to yourself, okay, well, why would I stop? You know, I need to because of my my shareholders' demand, you know, uh, return, you know, income, and and I can actually see this as an opportunity to get market share, which is what you know any. If we were talking about companies in any other market, that's how you'd say that's how it would work. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah, so so they would see this as a as a. As um, and if you saw it as any other market, you'd say, "Listen, you know, we're in competition. I can get bigger market share by continuing to do what I'm doing now. Why wouldn't I do that?" And the other person is saying, "Well, hold on, let's hold back because what we're what we're creating here, what we're building, whether it's you know it's car, cars or, or 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 villas or it's all the same, is being devalued because we're building so many of them. You know, so it's a you know it's a it's a very interesting economic problem. It is an age-old problem amongst anybody inside a market." Yeah, I mean it's capitalism, you know. Uh, you and know, so it isn't going to stop. It cannot stop. Well, I mean, so capitalism should affect the oil markets, in a more with, and I think the the, the OPEC example is quite good uh, because they've all they've all well all the oil producing countries, um, or uh, not all, because um, the guys like the US and the UK and then the more like the the Western countries aren't involved, but those particularly in the Gulf and so other areas have got together and said, you know. If if we all pump as much as we can, the oil price will go down to ten dollars a barrel. So let's not do that. Let's you know regulate how much we pump, and and make sure that the price is high for everyone. And that and that is you know, in most in in, in a lot of countries, you're not allowed to fix the market in that way. And I think you know that's also that's also the case in the UAE. Yeah, I mean it's not in it's not in the consumer's interest for them to fix the prices, especially mm -hmm. in real estate. You know, ultimately majority of people spend between 50 and 65% of their monthly income, sorry, 30 and 56, I think it was, terrible numbers, of their in their monthly income on their rent or their mortgage. And it's very much in their interest to be able to, 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 to reduce that amount. And it's good for you, me, Joe Bloggs on the street who, you know, would like to live, uh, have a bit more disposable income. So actually a weak property market is very good for people who are not, directly invested in it? Well, I mean, a weak property market is a little bit different. When you talk about low rental and sales prices, yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely good. 
Uh, a weak property market is obviously dreadful for two fat brokers, um, but but a weak property market is one that's heading down. What we'd love is a flat real estate market no, at low prices. Because real estate markets are driven by sentiment. If someone thinks, okay, it's going down, then they're going to wait. If someone thinks, right, it's going up, then I'm going to buy. But if it's doing nothing, nobody has any foresight to do anything. I mean, I've, I've worked in two flat markets in the UK and in here, and it's the worst time to be, to be a fat broker. It is the worst time. Yeah, and I, I can see your point. You know, uh, when a market is showing showing directionality, at least people can yeah, can make a bet. Uncertainty that is the yeah. that is the. I mean, you can see it in the UK in Brexit. It's uncertainty, and the the UK is really struggling. If there is yeah. any uncertainty in any market, people just back off. I mean, everyone likes a likes a rising market, but then, as you say, it's good for consumers if rents and and sell prices are low. Yeah, yeah. So you know, that's why you very a slowly rising market, market is best. You very very seldom see a flat market in any in any situation no, no, because people they have their sentiment they either go okay what's well, coming down I'm going to cherry pick some great assets mm. or they're like right okay we're at the bottom I'm going to plow a you know a huge tranche of my money as an investor into the market or I'm going to buy my future house right now so the the plateau in the market is, is scarce a, a plateaued market and if it yeah. does it doesn't last long and then the real estate market's not not you know one set of houses there's different areas that are going up and down True. you know other areas that are going up and down and in, in Abu Dhabi we see you know, a lot of supply coming on the certain areas and that that affects regional prices you know in that specific area much more than it affects elsewhere we've digressed again okay so All right. how well, do we I draw think... a line under this conversation what do we what have we learned yeah <laughs> well I think um, so same as always there's going to be no change regardless of the conversation that's going on out. no I mean I think it I think a, a, a weak market always means that the strong players come out on top I mean that in a great market everyone benefits and a, what's it a high tide floats all boats but in a poor market the the guys who can build better faster lower cost better payment plans better financing those guys will acquire market share whichever way you look at it the conversation that is being had is between the two biggest players in the market well maybe that's not the conversation we're talking about we don't want to uh, be specific the conversation that if we weren't being specific we would be having is amongst two of the potentially largest developers in in, in dubai in the uae well, I don't know who you're talking about, but <laughs> let, let's say, for example, that was true. What, uh, what's your point? My point is that, oh, no, I couldn't make that point. I don't think there is a point to it only to refute the point that you made in as much as that in this market, it's the big boys that come out on top. It is the people who, who have a lower bottom line that come out on top. I think there is a degree of foresight or market protectionism from uh, uh, that's that's the conversation that's being had. You know, let's try and keep the prices at a certain level by not flooding them up, by not increasing the the level of construction in the market. And one is saying, okay, well, I think it's a good idea, and the other one's saying it's a bad idea. And that's the conversation that's being potentially had somewhere out there at one given time, once. Seems to be. Seems to be. Yeah, and I think you know we're in the same way. What we're seeing in in Abu Dhabi is um, off-plan launches pretty much at the moment only come from one developer, and that's Aldar. Now they are much bigger than all the other developers, but also they have a they have a better a great reputation in the market. They're able to build you know uh, 
good quality stuff, uh, cost effectively, their um, their ability to deliver on time is you know <laughs> is 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 better better than the rest of the market. So what you're going to see is in in Abu Dhabi, Aldar continue to launch off plan and acquire that market share. Hmm. And I think it's probably the same in uh, I think you're right. In Dubai. I don't think we will see any more. I mean, certainly the major players here the semi-government owned EMAR have been the guys who have been have been launching most products and they have a great name in the market. Mm. Um, I definitely see that they've slowed off. Um, they've definitely backed off on their launches. It's not to say that they've stopped, but they, they've definitely slowed. So, you know, perhaps we're, we're having a conversation a little bit too late. Maybe they're doing something about it. Maybe they are. We shall see. Watch this space. Anyway, thank you very much. Uh, we've been Two Fat Brokers. Yeah, we um, will see you on the next podcast. Thanks for coming. Bye.